Uh, Lord Fluffy, face of Diablo. Um, I was curious. <laughs> Fluffy. <laughs> I was curious. I see a lot of mechanics that we've kind of been begging for in Diablo 3 in this. Is there any plans to make this playable on PC, or is this just strictly mobile forever? Uh, are there any? Uh, yeah, this, this, the current plan is to be on mobile, both uh, Android and iOS. Uh, we don't have any plans at the moment to do uh, PC. Do, do you guys not have phones? Yeah, you guys all have phones. Phone, right? You can play your tablet, too. Yes? We'd have to wait and see. Thank you. Hey, uh, just was wondering, is this uh, an out-of-season April Fool's joke? It's it's a it's a fully uh, fully fledged uh, Diablo experience on on mobile, which everybody will get to play. We'd also like to let you know that the forges here at Blizzard are burning hot. Authentic Diablo gameplay at your fingertips. And there has never been a better time to be part of this incredible Blizzard community. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It's Rad Dad 2023 here. Today's episode is an interesting one. This is on literally one of my favorite video game series of all time, Diablo. You'll never believe it! The demons have returned to Tristram! You need to stop listening with your demonic wizard devices to Jason Aldean and take up arms! That's right. Things have gone awry again for the fourth time. Satan is loose. Diablo, to give a little history before we get full on into the discussion my friend Marty, the guest for the show today, got into. Diablo is an action role-playing video game developed by Blizzard North and released by Blizzard Entertainment in January 1997 and is the first installment in the video game series of the same name. Set in the fictional kingdom of... 
Ooh, Condurus. In the mortal realm, the player controls a lone hero battling to rid the world of Diablo, the Lord of Terror. Beneath the town of Tristam, the player journeys through 16 randomly generated dungeon levels, ultimately entering Hell in order to face Diablo. An expansion pack, Diablo Hellfire, was released in November of 1997 by Synergetic Software. In 1998, Electronic Arts released Diablo for the PlayStation, which Marty brings up. This version, developed by Climax Studios, featured direct control of the main character's direction using the PlayStation controller as opposed to point-and-click movement. A Sega Saturn version was considered by Electronic Arts, but never released. Diablo has been considered one of the greatest games of all time, and you'll hear my take on it. For its randomized assignment of quests and enemies on each playthrough, online multiplayer, and graphics, the game's success led to several sequels, Diablo 2 in 2000, Diablo 3 in 2012, and Diablo 4 in 2023. As you heard in the opening clip, there was a mobile game. We have some takes on that. Uh... So the gameplay is an action role-playing video game. The player moves and interacts with the environment primarily by the way of a mouse. Other actions, such as casting a spell, are performed in response to keyboard inputs. The player can acquire items, learn spells, defeat enemies, and interact with non-player characters or NPCs. In the original Diablo, there were three classes, character classes, the warrior, the rogue, and the sorcerer. Each class has a different level of assigned attributes along with a unique skill each class is capable of using almost all of the same items and spells in contrast to later titles in the diablo series which have class specific items and spell skills which we also get into in the expansion set diablo hellfire the monk was added the monk is a proficient character at melee combat with the staff watch out donatello this monk's got your number so while white-colored items are normal items, blue-colored items are magic items, and gold-colored items are unique items, which has continued on to this day. Multiplayer is available for up to four players. Multiplayer characters' states are saved periodically. Players can either be aggressive towards or play cooperatively with other players, which is kind of... My bread and butter, as we'll get into. The Diablo game, specifically, one of my first memories of that was definitely the music. And we get into more of that in the episode. So, continuing on, the setting, as we've talked about, is in Tristram! You better keep it covered up, kids! There's demons afoot! And Diablo originally was conceived by David Brevik during the development of the fighting game Justice League Task Force, developed by Japanese studio Sunsoft with two American studios, Condor Games, later Blizzard North on the Sega Genesis version, and Silicon and Synapse on the SNES version, which by the end of Justice League Task Task Force development had renamed themselves Blizzard. So now you know. So in some ways, DC could be involved? I don't know. Justice League? Huh. The music of Diablo was composed by Matt Ullman. 
The soundtrack consists of six tracks. It was released after 15 years in 2011. Diablo normally requires the original CD to play, however, also included on the disc is a shareware version of the software that could be played without the CD called Diablo Spawn. The version of the game allows access, that version of the game, allows access to the first two areas of the dungeon and locks out two of the three playable classes and many of the NPC town folk. Now, sales for this game, according to Max Schaefer Blizzard's initial sales estimate for Diablo, were modest. He remarked, quote, We were thinking that if everything went well, we would sell 100,000 copies. Following the game's positive press coverage before its release, estimates by the team were increased to roughly 500,000 copies. David Brevik later said pre-orders had surpassed 450,000 units globally, by December 17th, at which point the game was set to launch with a shipment of 500,000 units staggered across its initial days on shelves. Diablo debuted at number one on PC Data Monthly's computer game sales charts for January 1997. It held the position for another three months before being displaced by number two by X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter in May. Diablo remained in second place until September when it dropped to fifth, it exited the top 10 that October. In the U.S., the game was the highest-selling computer title for the first six months of 1997. That's a good year. Future episode, Radiohead. Just going to say that. Its worldwide sales surpassed 500,000 units by April, 750,000 by June, and 1 million by late November. By the end of 1997, Diablo had sold 670,155 copies in the U.S. alone. It was declared the country's fourth best-selling computer game of the year by PC Data. The critics also were very positive, except for IGN, who gave it a 7.5 out of 10 for the PlayStation. And I guess it's one of those things. I mean, if you... if 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 you loved Diablo, you sang its praises. And as we get into Diablo 2 was really the game that caught on the most for us. And I, full disclosure, love all versions of Diablo to a certain extent. Even the first one, especially with the music. So... Diablo 2, as I mentioned, came out in 2000. Similar action role-playing game from Blizzard. And it was released to Microsoft Windows, Classic Mac OS, and Mac OS. The game, with its dark fantasy and horror themes, was conceptualized and designed by David Brevik and Eric Schaefer, who, with Max Schaefer, acted as project leads on the game. The producers were Matthew Halsholder and Bill Roper. The game was developed over a three-year period with a crunch time of a year and a half. Set shortly after the events of Diablo, the player controls a new hero attempting to stop the destruction unleashed by Diablo's return. Don't go in the bathroom. Diablo dropped a deuce. The storyline progresses through four chapters or acts. Each act follows a predetermined path. The Lord Destruction expansion adds the fifth chapter, Act 5, which continues the story arc where Act 4 left off. Act 5 style is mainly mountainous as the player ascends Mount Ariat with alpine plateaus and icy tunnels and caverns. Occasional portals can take the player 
to Dungeons and Hell for extra monsters and experience. In addition to the axe, there are three sequential difficulty levels. Normal, Nightmare, and Hell. Hell is in. Uh-oh. These windows won't go down, and I'm trapped with my cousin Josh, and he just had Taco Bell. I am going to die. My face is going to melt. On higher difficulties, monsters are more varied, stronger, and may be restrained or immune to an element or physical damage. Experience is penalized on dying, and the player's resistances are handicapped. However, better items are rewarded to players as they go through higher difficulties. The character retains all abilities and items between difficulties and may return to a lower difficulty at any time. Players can create a hardcore character in normal mode, the player can resurrect the character if killed and resume playing, while a hardcore character has only one life. If killed, the character is permanently dead and unplayable. In addition, all items and equipment of that character will be lost unless another friendly character has the loot icon checked. Standard and hardcore characters play on separate online channels. As such, a hardcore player can never appear in the same game session as a standard player. Dabble 2 used the same item system of random generated equipment similar to the original, but it was a little more complicated. Weapons and armor are divided into several quality levels, normal magic set, rare, and unique. Normal quality items are base items with a fixed set of basic properties such as attribute requirements, maximum, durability, armor rating, block chance, damage, and attack speed. Magical quality items have blue names and one or two randomly selected bonuses such as bonus attribute skills or damage. The character classes in Diablo 2 allow the player to choose between five different characters. Amazon, Necromancer, Barbarian, Sorceress, and Paladin. Each character has different strengths, weaknesses, and sets of skills to choose from. To give you an idea, the Amazon hails from the islands of the Twin Seas near the border of the Great Ocean. The Amazon is akin to the Rogue of Diablo. Both primarily use bows, and both make equal use of strength and magic, but the Amazon can also use javelins and spears. The Necromancer is a versatile, death-themed spellcaster. Necromancers are the priests of the cult of Rathma from the eastern jungles. His summoning skills allow him to raise skeletons, create golems, and resurrect dead monsters to fight alongside him. The, bar the Barbarian is a powerful melee fighter who resides on the steppes of Mount Ariat. The Barbarian is akin to the Warrior of Diablo. The Sorceress hails from a rebellious coven of female witches who have wrestled are wrested the secrets of magic from the male-dominated mage clans. Equal power, ladies. The paladin is a crusader from the Church of Zacharum, fighting for the glory of the light. He was part of the forces that defeated King Loric's army in the first Diablo. Two additional character classes, the Druid and Assassin, were added in the expansion Diablo II, Lord of Destruction. The Druid is a shapeshifter with the ability to transform into a werewolf or werebear form. It's fucking metal. He can summon wild animals such as ravens or wolves as allies and attack with nature-based vines or elemental magic like wind or fire. The Druid is voiced by Michael Bell. I thought for a second that said Michael Bean. I was going to say... Holy shit, John Connor. What? The Assassin is a martial arts-based class from the Viz Jaktar clan who fights with claw blades and supplements her attacks. 
with the use of shadow magic skills and fire or lighting elemental traps, which remain stationary and affect groups of enemies. The Assassin is voiced by Kerry Gordon. In the multiplayer in Diablo 2, played on a local area network or LAN or the Blizzard's Battle.net online service. Unlike the original Diablo, Diablo 2 was made specifically with online gaming in mind. So, you have your axe, you have your new characters, the music score was composed by Matt Yeoman again and integrates creepy ambience with melodic pieces. Diablo 2 Resurrected came out later, and I would say that is probably the superior version of the game. Diablo 3 is a 2012 hack-and-slash action role-playing game developed and published by Blizzard Entertainment is the third installment in the Diablo franchise. Released by Microsoft Windows and OS X in May 2012, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, Rad Dead was there for it. In September 2013, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in August 2014, and Nintendo Switch in November 2018. Set 20 years after the events of Diablo 2, players control one of seven character classes Barbarian, Crusader, Demon Hunter, Monk, Necromancer, Witch Doctor, or Wizard, and are tasked with defeating Diablo. There was the expansion pack Reaper of Souls, released for PC March 2014. It was released for consoles as part of the Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition version in August 2014. The Rise of the Necromancer pack was released for the Windows, Mac OS, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One in June 2017. Diablo 3 Eternal Collection combining Reaper of Souls and Rise of the Necromancer was released for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in June 2017 and for the Nintendo Switch November 2018. The game received positive reviews, although its always online feature was criticized. The game set a new record for fastest-selling PC game by selling over 3.5 million copies in the first 24 hours of its release and became the best-selling PC game of 2012 by selling over 12 million. Woo! Blizzard, this thing's printing money. And I'm not going to keep going. I wanted to do a brief introduction, break down a few things. This is a history podcast, so I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I didn't go back and let you know when things were released and a little background. But basically, Marty and I wanted to discuss Diablo, our experiences. And with that said, we're going to get into the discussion. The video will be up on our YouTube channel. Please click the links in the description below. We love you. We'll see you on the other side, folks, because Tristram is under attack! Welcome to the Zanzizi Podcast with Ryan, Rad Dad, 2023, and Martin. Hello! On the interwebs. Hi. And this has been long overdue. I have, <laughs> I have news for you. Say that again. I have news for you, ladies and gentlemen. 
Diablo's back. And it's up to I us. I had no idea. <laughs> it's up to <laughs> us and Tristram to stop him. He's on the loose. And uh, yeah, holy shit. Diablo 4 just came out. So we're going to talk about the series briefly and go over our experiences with the games. Let's just start right there, dude. When did you first start playing the Diablo games? Man, I started with Diablo 2 as like a 20-something-year-old working at Blockbuster Video in 2000 or so, 2002 maybe. And yeah, I would get out. I was a big StarCraft nerd, so I was already kind of hooked into the Blizzard train. Hadn't played a little bit of Diablo 1 on like PlayStation, but not enough to like kind of, nothing to write home about. Um, But actually, I think I remember playing Baldur's Gate 2 first for the PS2. Um, so that was actually like the first ARPG I actually ever got into. Dark Alliance, then I found out right? about Diablo. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I found out about Diablo and I was like, oh yeah, let's do it. So I grabbed that, played it for a bit, and then found out a couple of dudes that I knew from work played too. So we'd get out of work at midnight there, go home, play until the sun came up pretty much. Heck yeah. All, all day, every day. You know, I, interestingly enough, that was a game I played with an ex of mine for quite a bit. It was one of the few times I had like a solid gaming experience. And I remember distinctly thinking Baldur's Gate 2 at the time was like, this is like the perfect... You're talking about Baldur's Gate, not Diablo. Right, yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted okay. to, to piggyback on that and say that was one of the most fun times. And I remember thinking... This would be like a perfect game model to play with friends at home or something like that. Uh, oh, yeah. And like when Diablo 3 came out, like everybody was saying it was a big time like girlfriend game because it was something you could just play yeah. couch co-op. She could make her own little character or he or whatever. And you could like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it had this aesthetic that I loved, obviously being like a... Uh, huge fan of Dungeons and Dragons even before that. Uh, okay, so what about the first Diablo? Did you play that on PC or were you more of a StarCraft boy? The first Diablo? Like Diablo 1? Mm-hmm. I played it briefly for PlayStation 1. Okay. Um, never never got into it on PC. Uh, I was big time into StarCraft. I would play that all the time. I played probably thousands upon thousands of games of StarCraft. Um... But yeah, and then when I found out that a bunch of people I knew played Diablo, that is when I really like jumped into it head first. I mean, it was like dial-up internet yeah. and shit. Like my first apartment, so it was on like uh, Net Zero. Do you remember that? Like the <laughs> it was like the free dial-up internet, but you yeah. had to like use their program, and it was super stupid. Yeah, but there was like a thing where you could like just dial in directly to their number <laughs> and just like <laughs> not use their program but get the internet for free so <laughs> it was like that was my 20s basically it was like stealing internet from stupid net zero and uh <laughs> playing diablo with with my my buddies meanwhile you had why wyvern claw if you're out there, there a long go. time with the, my dude <laughs> i uh i remember distinctly 
the the AOL discs and the um because actually my dad ended up we ended up having Diablo and I played it on uh I, I, if I if I remember correctly it was a Dell computer and um I had I had a few buddies who were playing playing that and then I think there was a online multiplayer game at the Ultima was the game that my buddy was playing and I was playing Diablo okay got into Starcraft but the original Diablo was uh it was cool I I guess I was kind of put off by just the muted like dark color palette like I I remember distinctly liking Starcraft a bit more because it just had a the sci-fi angle. Um, if we go by the Wikipedia, though, as far as a description of the first game, it's an action role-playing dungeon crawler video game series developed by Blizzard North. Uh, Blizzard, obviously, now there's this big deal currently in the media because their Blizzard and Activision have joined forces and now are part of Microsoft, I guess, is the short... I don't think that's happened. Blizzard and Activision merged a long time ago, didn't they? Like years ago. Yeah. Um, and then Microsoft is trying to like make a blockbuster deal where they acquire them because that's kind of what Microsoft does. But they're getting pushback from regulators and stuff, from like anti-monopoly, anti-monopoly people. Which is understandable, but it's like, oh, now you care? Like, you let Amazon basically snatch up everything in the world, and now all of a sudden we care about big tech companies. So, whatever. Um, I, I honestly don't care either way. Um, no, I, 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 for an for guys like me and you who primarily play on Xbox, though, it's kind of like, oh, well, I guess that means we'll get, like, first dibs on diablo series in the future or if they ever port starcraft to xbox or anything like that um obviously i remember thinking back in the day like because i but even previous to and i guess this is getting into my experiences with blizzard i played world of warcraft briefly for about six months and got way too into it um, I love mm-hmm. multiplayer games specifically of that nature though like in a fantasy land where you can you know infinitely kind of build up your character in a certain way or sure if you want to quest with friends or on your own like you can you can do that uh, with with Mike with not Microsoft with Blizzard though um, there's always been a good sheen of polish to their games, and that's something that I appreciate, much mm-hmm. like Nintendo or um, uh, what's the other company I want to think of? Like even with like games like Final Fantasy, like the Square games. Um, so with Diablo, you had Diablo One, Diablo Two. Now you said you played Diablo Two. Was that like online? Did you did you did you stick with it or? Oh, yeah, yeah. We partied up in there, played with two other dudes, and yeah, I played that for probably a good few months, oddly, and like every day. So I probably put a good few hundred hours into that, and that was back when I didn't normally play games, put that much time into games, you know, especially after StarCraft. Um but, I mean, yeah, that one was just, it was great. And the, the music, 
love the music. <laughs> yeah, I got it in the <laughs> all back. the ambient stuff. It's so good, like with all of them is so. It's just so easy to like log in, and then before you know it, like it's the next day. <laughs> Diablo Two, much like StarCraft Two, which I felt was like a huge step up as far as quality. Um, the the uh, initial reaction I had to it was much better than the first. I'll be honest. Like I said, the first one, I I, I liked it, but I felt like there was more variety especially with like landscapes and like gear and things like that there sure and the first one was like really if i remember correctly it's been a while but i mean it was really limited wasn't it there was only like yeah. three classes and it was basically like all just dungeon crawling right um which can be fun yeah. but it, it i i sure. guess at the time i was more again i needed a little bit more variety there are like obviously diehards out there who love that first one, and I completely respect that. But I think at the time I was just like put off a little bit by the kind of muted color scheme, and it, it was fun. It did its thing, it, as you mentioned. The music is amazing, uh, and I think in the second one it just got better. Um, the second one is primarily where they introduced the necromancer which we we kind of discussed last night a little bit but the series uh, overall it's set in this dark dark fantasy world of sanctuary and its characters are primarily humans angels and various classes of demons and monsters the first three games in the series take place in similar geographical areas with several common areas, including the town of Tristram and the region around Mount Ariat. Other notable settings include the High Heavens and the Burning Hells, two separate realms with ties to Sanctuary. The series primarily focuses on the ongoing conflict between the humans living in Sanctuary and the demon hordes who are led by Diablo. The series' overarching antagonist satan the humans are occasionally aided by angels notably the archangel tyriel um as of april 8 2020 the series has sold nearly nearly 100 million copies worldwide and that's not even counting four which uh, the numbers are pretty staggering on that oh yeah that was what like 10 million already yeah or like it's, in its first week or something stupid yeah it's yeah I'll pull those up before we we uh, end the episode, but mostly I just wanted to kind of hit on um, the first three as far as like information that's out there and online. Um, Diablo two was a huge deal, and the first two games were specifically only PC until Resurrected came out later. That pretty <laughs> pretty course. pretty great port, I would say. Um, Diablo 3, though, was a big moment. Obviously, um, we mentioned the Resurrected coming, but that was actually after 3 came out. Diablo 3 came out, or I'm sorry, it was announced on June 28, 2008. Uh, Diablo 3 takes place 20 years after Diablo 2. There are five character classes. Is that your doggy? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Lil! Are, is that a summoning spell? 
Or is that your brain? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Don't make me use corpse explosion. Just kidding. Uh, okay, so the only directly returning class is the Barbarian. The Barbarians have a variety of revamped skills in Diablo 3 at their disposal on the use of their incredible physical prowess. I played as a Barbarian in 3. I played as pretty much all the classes. Now 3, we that's when we, the two of us, directly started playing Diablos together. Yeah, probably. Um, I started... I, Barbarian was the first thing I did in Diablo 2. Um, and it was okay, but then I, when I started messing around with other classes, like especially once I got the Lord of Destruction expansion, mm-hmm. I never did the Necromancer with that one, but I did do the Assassin. The Assassin was my, my shit for a while. Like, the Trap Assassin was just so fun. In 2, getting the claws and being able to like drop those traps and mm-hmm. stuff was like, super fun. A little bit of a um, like martial arts, so it was kind of like a mix of like the monk and the um, I guess what the rogue would be in, in Diablo 4. Um, but yeah, and then Paladin too, played a lot of Paladin in 2. Paladin was fun, it, it's Paladin kinda, was cool. It there's there's always um, I, I always feel like there there's two different modes, especially with three, where it was like, do I want to run up, run up and just beat the shit out of demons, or do I want to stand back and let my minions and or spells do the damage? Um, <laughs> but three three was great because it also inter- really kind of started to introduce the seasons, which were now mm-hmm. were now effective in four. Uh, you were actually the one who got me back into playing it because of the seasons, and we played. Uh, and, and now seasons are basically like a, a period of time in in a in an update in say said series game that there could be like quests kind of pertaining to like updates, or there could be like an added on say like d- a slew of different dungeons per- that you could like look for new gear, new loot, level up experiences. Diablo 3 specifically was big for me because the multiplayer was so much fun. Especially when it's like you can party up with your friends and like tear through. Similar to like say something you could have done like in World of Warcraft back in the day, but now more mainstream, especially with home consoles and people like doing xbox live right i think critically the big thing with three and the thing that got me back into it um because i remember the hearing about the launch and following the launch and it was like a giant shit show and it just didn't work and nothing everything was broken but i don't think it came out i think well that was specifically wasn't the big deal with that was because of the the uh auction house that was another big thing, but it's just nobody could play when it first oh, came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't because of the auction house, it was just because, you know, the servers were garbage. So for like the first night, nobody could get on. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, everybody was unhappy about the auction house. And the auction house, I mean, I don't know. It, it's a, I guess it was a decent, it was an interesting idea. I'm not going to say if it's good or bad. It was interesting, though. 
Right. Um, the auction house would have let you buy in-game items for real money. Um, and from my understanding, and I could be wrong about this, I'm just kind of going off the top of my head, is like if you had something super rare, you could put it up in the auction house and people could buy it. Um, and I thought that like you putting it up would like get a cut if that's like either in-game gold or real-world money, something like that. It's, um, it feels, and, and I mean, the feel, thing is, it feels like an, a, a decent idea, though. Like, to, yeah, to because you do get so much loot in the game, and having having the ability to just get rid of it if you don't want to stash it. I, I I guess I can understand that, but there was some tomfoolery that kind of went with that as well, as far as like. I don't know, like people mining, things, similar things to what what happens with other multi online multiplayer games, where people just yeah. mine for gear or whatever. Well, I thought that they killed the auction house pretty quick after it came out. Like it was, oh yeah, hugely yeah. unpopular, and it came out. Um, but it, but once it came out to the consoles, they had kind of ironed all of that stuff out already. So I remember getting it for the 360, like the day it came out. I was like sitting there waiting for it. Um, and you know, another thing that, that the PC players hated was that it was completely kind of retooled. And I mean, I guess that you could even say dumbed down the way like the skill tree went right. and the controls were, um, they kind of rebuilt it to work with controllers, which I think for the diehard, uh, Diablo fans was big slap in the face, but for people more casual, people like me, you know, that doesn't that's not like playing the game to try to break it I just want to mess around and have a good time pass some time you know play something that's like a dopamine hit um I really appreciated that like the dodge and the ease of use um the evade that they threw in I thought it was a lot of fun um and the way that you kind of just get all the skills like as you level up and then you just choose what you want to do from there and that's um I would say Diablo 3 is probably one of my favorite gaming experiences of the past 10 years because it really, I mean, if people want to like criticize the game for being basically just a Pixar, beautiful, art, amazing clicker game, basically in essence, because you're just clicking buttons to, you know, get upgrades, mm -hmm. whatever. I get that criticism too but it it's a beautiful aesthetic it's a fun game i don't really pay attention to the story i click through the the cinematics some of them i'll watch like the first the first playthrough of a campaign i'll generally watch most of the stuff just to see what kind of ridiculousness happens oh yeah and like blizzard's cutscenes are always great especially the rendered ones not the end game right like they're amazing yeah they always have been I will um, say that also I appreciate the um, the torment, like the dungeon, the um, what were the those torments things that, that I, I'm trying so much to not just read off of my fucking computer, but like we would do these, the, essentially these run throughs where you would go in with like higher level players and try to get 
maybe like you get like a 30 minute window to run in and just tear up a bunch of baddies and then some sort of final sub boss oh right right yeah in three you mean there was like yeah, yeah there was a lot of like these like arcadey things where you could just kind of jump in and do like these little like challenges right and that was super fun man like once once you ran through the game because that was the big thing like i I had people I introduced to the remaster of Diablo 2 and got into it for the first time then. And, you know, it's amazing just the way people interface with games. Some people are used to playing, you know, single player games and like going through the campaign and being like, I'm done. And it's like trying to tell them, like, it's not the way Diablo is, dude. <laughs> like, <Right>. <laughs> you <laughs> were going to go through like that last boss a billion times to yeah. try to like re-roll for better gear and whatnot and that um and i'm kind of in the middle of that because you know i feel like the the high level diablo players or whatever the people that are into the quote-unquote end game stuff like i mean that's just too much of a commitment for me like i can't i can't put that many hours into a game i will like no matter what I will say the expansion, uh, the Rise of the Necromancer, was a is a incredible like, especially when it came out. I had played initially through the campaign of Diablo three, jumped back into it with you, and then like kind of fell off, and then did another run through where we were playing as higher level players with our friend Adam and that was so much fun mm-hmm. that I like when 4 was announced immediately messaged him but that's without getting too far into the weeds with the fourth installment of the Diablo franchise an RPG for iOS and Android called Diablo Immortal which I, I did I, play yeah, I've played it a little bit. I installed it, but I'm I'm loath to include that in the Diablo. I I felt pantheon. like it, it I, just, I, I, I felt like it had to at least be mentioned. Um, there's probably people who like the free to play model. Uh, I just don't. Not in my. I, I hate to sound like a Texan here, but not my Diablo. It's kind of it's kind of one of those things I just yeah. don't really want. And I guess that leads us finally to what we were here to talk about mostly, Diablo 4. I'll say right off the bat, it's exactly what I wanted, and I love it. So okay. I'm not, and we're not getting any shekels on the side from this. So, <laughs> like, this is from the heart. I This yeah. was my most anticipated game other than, say, Zelda, which I have been playing, and it's fun. But I've way more been playing Diablo 4 and having a blast. So, mm-hmm. initial reaction. Yeah, I mean, it's... So, initially, it's a lot of fun. Like, I, I'm pretty happy with it. And there's a lot of stuff that... And it, it's weird, because I don't think I've ever, like... Uh, been into a Diablo like when it first came out and like been in the whole zeitgeist and the whole uh, you know that initial rush to figure the game out and to like kind of break it and bend it over backwards and like you know explore every little stupid thing and then so I feel like I don't know it's been fun to try to kind of go through at my own pace um I think that what they did with it, like, I'm not a fan of the always online. Um, That was a Diablo 3 thing, though, wasn't it? 
No, it wasn't. Like, there was an offline version of oh, Diablo okay. for you to yeah. play. Um, and, yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of the people's complaints are kind of overblown. Like, you know, you should know better than to play a hardcore, high-level hardcore <laughs> character, like, within the first weeks of an online-only game starting out. Like, you're asking for trouble. Right, and I sympathize with the people that like lost these high level characters because they were playing and they had like a server blowout or something. But at the same time, it's like, man, wait till they iron that shit out before. <laughs> like I, 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 I love playing hardcore characters, but I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna attempt it until everything smooths over. Well, it's it, and that goes for anybody. I never understood the waiting in line the day of a system release because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I got a red ring of death on my ex- first Xbox 360. My first PS4, I had to send back. My, you know, like, even with big, big, like, AAA <laughs> games, you kind of want to suss that one out for a little while before you fully commit i mean i'm not sure and especially nowadays and i actually you know i was gonna wait for it i wasn't in any hurry to get in like opening day but then it just so happened like i had the time off and stuff and so i was like okay well i guess i've got some time i can think into this so i might as well grab it um and i mean the first the first week or two before they did a little patch, it was like almost unplayable. Like I was just getting bumped off all the time. And then it improved a little bit better. They smoothed out the network issues. Um, and then it kind of came back sporadically. But I think a lot of that was on my end. But that stuff is annoying. When you're when you're in the game, you have to go through the whole login process again just from getting like bumped off. Right. You know, something stupid. I mean, that's been, been an annoyance, but hopefully I'm past that. Um, and, and from what I've talked to with other people, like that's not a common thing. So well, I'm taking it as a me issue you, and not a game issue. You started as a druid or no? Rogue. Rogue. Okay. And I'm actually, sorry. yeah, I actually looked up the, I looked up the characters before I did like a cursory <laughs> kind of glance. I didn't. I didn't nerd out and say, oh, well, if I if I get this character with this amount of stuff and this weapon, I can do this much damage, and that's going to be viable for endgame. Like, no way, man. Like, I just want to have fun with this thing for a while until I try to figure out these, like, game-breaking builds. Right. So, yeah, the rogue was super fun. Um, it's weird because there's no healer in this one. And there's normally always a healer, like the monk and the paladin were, were like the healer classes before. Um, and there's no real good ranged option either. Um, the rogue is close, but I do like how there's kind of a built-in variability in all the classes, though. Well, let's just quick mention the classes. There's a barbarian, a sorcerer, mm-hmm. druid, rogue, and a necromancer. So, um, I started as a barbarian. You did rogue. Mm-hmm. We both played through mm-hmm. the initial campaign. What 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 did you think of the game overall? As far as like going from Diablo three to Diablo four, like the experience, the loot, the sound, the well, graphics, again, I, I just love I love the variability of all the classes and even like class specifically, um, and the way that. 
like Diablo 2, when you were putting the skill points in, it was one and done. Like there was no getting it back until you like change difficulty levels or something you could do once, pull it down and then and then put your skills in. But that sucked. You had to like really do a lot of research and know what you were doing. Are you trying to clam bake your cat, dude? Yeah, dude. <laughs> the video podcast you like, Time to get stoned, cat. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, it's a vape, but He's fine. Um, Sleepy boy. Well, yeah, the way that you can, like, just wipe all of your skill points and build it again is, like, been, it's just been so much fun for me. Like, I'll try something out and then play that way for a bit. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't hit, then I'll pull it down, try it out. I'll dump a couple skills into whatever new thing, try that. So I had my rogue, like, down to where I really, really, she was, like, poison and trap so like all of my basically like i would just poison people and then wipe them out which is cool and you mentioned super fun way of playing you mentioned play styles now you're the one who kind of clued me into builds do you um Mm -hmm. maybe you can text it to me and i can add it to the description of the video there's a discord that or not a discord was it a discord for builds no no it's a website um the domain ends in GG, so it kind of makes it look like a Discord server. But no, it's a website. There's lo- there's plenty of them out there. There's probably apps for your phone too. That was just kind of the first thing I found that worked. Okay. Um, and basically, yeah, it's just a thing where you can plot points in. And I've used them for all every Diablo I've played. Uh, three wasn't really so, but there are certain things like you know uh, modifiers that you could unlock for your skills in Diablo 3. So it's kind of important to see like what you could work towards. Um, and that's kind of how this goes too. It's like, and if you want to, you can go all the way. You can like plug in your exact weapon and damage per second and then put your skills, plug them all in, and then boom, you know exactly how much, you know, damage you're going to be putting out if you use this skill three levels down the line. I think with this the same is, weapon. I think, um, that can be something that maybe some player like a more casual player might overlook are things like builds but um they they do help quite a bit and it was really you oh, i would hope not because it's like a it's like a fundamental part of the game well, <laughs> you know you don't want to just put start dropping points and stuff willy-nilly no 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 of course not but i'm saying like with 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 regard to say things like jewels and um uh, how those correlate with like your particular particular build like uh, say topaz is something that would help for armor and if you're light mm-hmm. on armor you might want to you know upgrade to like a full-on topaz and then socket that into the appropriate sure. uh, whether whether or not it's gear and or weaponry but there's also other aspects to that um Especially when it comes to uh, the different types of, of of gear that you acquire, so you you have your common, your rare, your um, magic inspired, which you want to especially pay attention to what kind of damage you're you're doing according to what class you're using. So, like I said, I play now, or I played originally as a barbarian, so a lot of the stuff that I had because I was the guy that would just come in and just and smash on shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to make sure that I had high armor. Um, 
whereas with now where we're playing through the season um we're doing uh we're doing necromancer builds so a -hmm. lot of a lot of the guys that are going in are are our skeletal army our skeletors running in and just wreaking havoc on demons while we stand there and right and i I played a bit today though and i kind of farted around some other stuff so now my necromancer like i actually sacrifice the skeleton so i have no more skeleton army anymore but that gave me a big it gave me like a 15 percent damage increase oh wow yeah so it's that's kind of a fun thing that the necromancer class has you can you can you can sacrifice your ability to have these skeletal summons, um, but in doing that, the trade off is like a bigger bonus somewhere else. So I think like I got like you know uh, like twenty more of my essence or whatever it is the the mana basically yeah by getting rid of my skeletal mages. And so now I just have the golem, and that dude just walks around like a big hoss and like <laughs> just takes all my damage. Just your... And I can sit back there and put blight on people. So that's been fun. I'm, I'm just probably still gonna like um, fine tune it a little bit, but it's been a lot of fun doing that because this one, like the um, the golem, will have a certain amount of your thorns. Okay. So that's what I'm gonna try to do with the necromancer, like going forward is I'm going to try to bump up my thorns really big. Mm-hmm. So I'm just doing like, yeah, I want to just do like a bunch of damage per second and passive damage with the with the Necromancer. This seems like a really fun way of doing it. So I, yeah, so I'm doing like a lot of like shadow damage. I'm doing blight and or decompose for my main and then blight for my secondary. Um, and I'm thinking about getting rid of Corpse explosion too, and just going with the curses. There's decrepify, and I can't remember what the or Iron Maiden. Yeah, those two. I was using and those little curse dudes. I was using Iron Maiden initially, and then I backtracked into the Bone Zone area where I'm doing all bone damage shit. Uh, but yeah, I love it. And um, we played through a stronghold last night, which I guess we should kind of break down the way that the the gameplay is. I mean, obviously the core formula for the series revolves around getting better gear, just slowly upping it, upping it, yeah. upping it, upping it. Kill monsters, get stronger, get your ass kicked, get find better kicked. stuff, right. kill more monsters. <laughs> <laughs> So, but but that's that's a loop right there. That uh, yeah, it it and it and it works. But there's there's different things. I mean, obviously you have the different shops. You have the oddest the oddities and purveyors of mystical things. You have potions. You have your stash, your wardrobe. You have uh, a blacksmith, a um, a jeweler, and then a. what do you, a healer, but then also you'll have these uh, mounts. Now, I kind of love I kind of love the mounts. It's not as uh, it's not it doesn't like necessarily slow the game if you if you just go by feet because you can still zap yourself to another quadrant as long as the waypoints are unlocked. Yeah, I think the getting around is is really well done, especially because this one's a big open world as opposed to like the separate into acts like the other one was. Right. 
like there the other two have been like super linear mm-hmm. um so the mounts help i i was kind of uh unimpressed with them at first but it does help to get through and it's nice because with the mounts unless you're going through a ton of like super overpowered enemies then you just run right through them you don't have to worry about getting stopped by mobs all the time like getting distracted so you can just kind of right. zoom through what do you think about the dungeons and strongholds um so the dungeons are i don't know they're they're different because they're they're so much smaller in this one um and I don't necessarily mind that, but they're, it's almost like they're too small. I mean, before, especially like Diablo 3, had like these giant, like multi level, sprawling dungeons. And they were kind of a pain in the ass. If you just wanted to pick up and play for a little bit, you're in for a good. If you went down into one of those dungeons, you're in there forever trying right. to clear that thing out. Like, if you want a solid Man. 20 minute, 20 to 30 minute like blast with your buddies i think it works but it could be one of those quantity over quality type situations too yeah but so the dungeons here are like i think too small but it is interesting how they give you uh specific rewards and how you know what those rewards are right off the bat so like those aspects that you can um put onto your weapons and stuff and your items you can look at the map and know where to get that stuff. And they're not, like, giant, but they make a big difference. And especially if you're building towards a certain specific type of build, there might be one that you really want to get. I'm interested to meet your golem friend. Is he just, like, a big hulking Jason Voorhees? Kind of, yeah. He's a blood <laughs> golem now. He was a bone golem at first, but now he's, like... And since I switched him over to a blood golem, like, he just doesn't die as often. He's he's non-binary when it comes to fluids, I guess. So that's cool. He's non-bound by skin. He's just a big bloody bag. No bones, no bloods, no gods, no men will tell me what I beat. But that's cool, Something man. Like that. Yeah, I I I love it. But um, we did a stronghold last night. It was a lot of fun. It was like a druid ghost thing, and a lot of it is is semi-rehashed of the same type of stuff that happens. I mean, you go in one city and one guy's like, my kid's possessed. And you go in another city and they're like, I need to find and bury the remains of my uncle Chester. And so then you go yeah, around. it's RPG stuff. It's RPG stuff. But it doesn't feel... I, 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 I hear this criticism in some RPGs where it feels like they'll say something like, oh, it's very fetch questy. I think that it actually in ways enhances the cities and the worlds quite a bit sometimes just to have yeah. that. Even if, yeah, I agree. Even if it's nonsense, it still fills the game, and sometimes it can be semi-memorable. I mean, some of the storylines are pretty, pretty out there. I like especially in the campaign and i guess this is kind of a spoiler so if you want skip ahead 30 seconds but basically the when you remove the head of elias and it's on the tree and it's just talking to you i kind of love little oh, yeah, yeah. little like almost sam raimi-esque touches to the game mm-hmm. and that'll I'll, uh, and that'll lead in again i think the music is amazing it sounds so good through the headphones when you're playing with your friends i love oh, yeah. 
the art style it's it's very medieval i i kept thinking in my head like some of the cities like very much give me like that 1400s 1300s medieval europe vibe or like russia oh the art direction the art direction is incredible um and it has all you know like the like the other diablo games that has all those little like biomes so like the different like there is the snow area the desert area the jungle area is super cool too um and then like the mud area i guess yeah yeah it, <laughs> but there are like ports and stuff too so i like how it changes as you go through it's not like the same ugly world everywhere you go it's weird to say but it's nice when you're fighting the devil and the sun's out sometimes <laughs> yeah i mean nothing will be three where you where you're fighting in heaven i mean that was pretty bitching <laughs> three definitely has its charm i you know yeah. i i'm gonna say um overall though i think the seasons is a win for diablo and the in the franchise going forward i just sure it'll be interesting to see what they do with them um one thing that's missing from four that was in three and two and i don't know if they're if it's something that will be put in eventually or not is sets like yeah. i have not seen any sets hmm. so i don't know if that's a thing that just there's not going to be sets in this one I, I, i'd be curious which is fine but remember that we did a season in diablo 3 where um everybody got a ring and it let you have one less piece of the set but still get the set collection bonus and that was awesome for <laughs> for builds because you'd get all those like super complete set bonuses but be able to mix and match because you wouldn't need all of the things true i i never really um experimented with different classes as much in three as i am looking forward to doing in four uh it, it's actually exciting to really test out what different spells there are and the artwork again it, and this is a, another you know praise to to the team at blizzard that worked on this but like it really does feel unique and exciting to watch when you level up a spell fully and just trash a whole heap of them on a screen with your buddies yeah it doesn't have four feels like it doesn't have this because it scales really well or mm -hmm. it scales really um i don't know what the word is consistently i guess yeah so like back in three if you were starting a new character i could take like my level 50 or whatever and run you through and you could just run behind me and get experience just by being there but it's not like that with this one like it's so weird how they do it too because like if you're a level two and i'm a level 50 we can both fight the same monster and it scales to both of us so like every time he hits you he's hitting you as a level two monster but every time he hits me he's hitting me as a level like 50 monster do you think that was a miss vice versa like do you think that was a miss what? on their part like do you think that that was um, the wrong way to go about it no, I mean, I, I think it's just different. You know, I mean, I don't I don't claim to know how to design a game better than fucking Blizzard of all people. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not going to be some armchair game designer that's like, oh, they screwed up Diablo. I'm never going to play a Blizzard game ever again. Man, I'm going to fart in my mouth now. Like that. That's I hate those people. That's like, they just kind of ruin it. That's impressive if you can do that. And also, 
you know, I wouldn't belittle yourself, man. I mean, I know you to be a champion uh, rapper, and Nas better look out. So, well, well thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, it's funny it, you man. say that because we when we talked about doing this um, this episode before. Yeah, we've been talking about it. we've been talking about doing this episode since it came out, and I want to see if I still have it. If not, I'm just wasting time, and I apologize for that. But no, I can. Oh yeah, I have this like I have like the Chat GPT, and I asked it to write a rap about Diablo Four. Oh, um, nice. You should read it <laughs> if you can find it. Oh man, I don't. No, I think I'm. Are you back? I'm. I think I'm back. Okay, there you go. They're bringing up this app, but oh, here we go. All right. Are you ready? I'm not. I'm not, I don't want to wrap it though. You don't have to. You just speak from your heart, okay. my man. All right. So I asked ChatGPT, "Can you write a rap song about Diablo 4? Okay. And this, do you want to do you want to hear what it came up with? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll give you at least the first verse and the chorus, or maybe um, maybe verse, chorus, verse. Go for we'll it. See. I'll check in with you. All right, you ready? It's just me, man. Nobody's going to watch this. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> uh, this might be the thing that puts you, blows you up. Oh, boy. Listen to this crazy podcast where they did a Chad GPT Diablo 4 rap. I feel like I want to put like a beat background, but I won't mention. So, oh, shit. We got dancing cat and everything. We're off the hook. All right, you ready? <laughs> yes. Go for it. Chad GPT Diablo 4. Yo, listen up now, we about to explore A game that's dark, intense, Diablo 4 A masterpiece, a journey like never before Let's dive in deep and feel the inferno roar Chorus, Diablo 4, the game we adore With demons of darkness, we'll leave the score Unleash your power and show them what you're fighting for In this eternal battle, forever we soar Verse 2 In sanctuary, a world of despair Demons and monsters lurking, they don't play fair Choose your class, the hero of your dreams, crusader, sorceress, barbarian, or the flashy demon hunters, it seems. It's not even <laughs> writing a song about Diablo 4, it's like Diablo 3. <laughs> People use this thing to write school papers? I can't even imagine. I would, like, anyway. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> I, I might have to clip that. That was amazing. I didn't know you were going to drop hot bars on us, ladies and gentlemen. But that... Yeah, <laughs> That was that was that was awesome. Um, that, was, that was pretty silly. That was very silly. So obviously, we um, we've talked about the game. What what would you say are some of your biggest gripes with it? Because it felt like you said you we were talking about it last night. We while we were doing our stronghold mission, it sounded like you had a few things you needed to get off your chest. Do you think, do you, think you got most of that out? Or. I think so. I mean, the big thing is the server stuff, but like I said, a lot of that's on my end, um, and hopefully that's fixed. Uh, honestly, like, my biggest problem with it is just, like, the world of people playing it. It's just, like, I don't know. I just hate I hate it when people complain about stupid shit, and if you look up Diablo 4 and people talking about it, it's all people complaining about stupid shit. Yeah, I mean, and I, I and I'm not like I'm, I'm kind of annoyed by like, like it's been out for like what like a month and a half now, and people are just determined to like get to the end 
and then complain that there's not enough to do. And it's like, dude, maybe don't play the game for 12 hours a day and then complain that there isn't enough game there. Like, I just, yeah. There, there's also, I mean, you know, Tears of the Kingdom came out and like a week later, people were building mech warriors in out of the. Yeah. And then three days later, they were like, I'm done with Tears of the Kingdom. So it's like, (laughs) like, I, I don't know. It, it, I, I understand. You're, you're, you're saying you're, you're this saying predisposition the, people have to just roll, rush through things and like. There's this silent majority of gamers also that just like to play games and and I you know, Diablo as a franchise is really kind of like I don't know nerd Madden because like half our office started playing it immediately. Like, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. Well, they're all playing during the beta. Right. But I, I I saw more people for Diablo come out of the woodwork like, hey, you're going to play Diablo, 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 ooh, Diablo. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know other than me and you that maybe downloaded the Immortal app on our phones. But, like, other than that, like, I feel like when these games come out, it's a big deal, you know? Like, even when Hearthstone came out, which we didn't it's really... A, ma- it's a huge deal. It's Blizzard's fastest-selling game ever, and that's Blizzard, I mean... Right. No, it, it that says something. It's a testament. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I there's... And maybe I'll play the YouTube clip, but, like, when they announced the new Diablo game and it ended up being a handheld, like, or a iOS... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the fallout <laughs> Everybody from so pissed yeah because it's like i mean again it's like there is a no there are no brainers in this world there will be another mario game there will be another zelda game and unless these people don't want to fill their coffers with coin there will be another diablo game you know it's Mm -hmm. like these things literally print money and all you have to do is the simplest thing when it comes to making them just make them good Maybe that's not as simple as I'm saying it, but at least at the end of the day, like they can learn from the past and continue to improve on it. And that's one of the reasons why I love gaming so much is that it seems like every few years we get a a blockbuster that just knocks it out of the park. And hopefully it continues to grow and and the online discourse shuts the fuck up. I think that, you know, two, three years from now, it's going to be a completely different game. Diablo 3 was the same, for sure. Yeah, and Diablo 2. Like, when they when they put that big expansion, and whenever they come out with an expansion, it changes the entire game. True. From top to bottom. So, and they they already say they're, they're probably going to be looking at putting out two big expansions for this. So, I'm probably looking at at least, at least a couple more classes. Um, and who knows what other... I mean, even with this season, like... We have different gear with like different types of sockets that you can only put certain things in. Yeah, that's specific just to the season. So it's it's going to be cool. Like they're going to do fun stuff with it. And I mean, overall, gaming is an experience for the individual, and you make the best of it, uh, depending upon your current mood. And I think a lot of people are just pissy and moany. Uh, yeah, I'm at. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm a glass half full guy. I tend to like these games just out of the creature comforts they offer. Sitting in my couch with my cat 
smoking my vape, running around smashing mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. and playing with my friend Marty. Yeah. Yeah. You should play friend games. Power. You should play games with your friends. That's what they're there for. Or you can be totally play some games with your friends. Or a board game. Board games are fun too. Play some. Play some Diablo Four. I haven't played a board game forever. Um, we should do they'll it. probably have a Diablo Four board game at some point, and it'll be really. It'll just have a bunch of like plastic pieces that. And it'll be. It'll come out, and literally, like a week later, they'll be like, "On to the next thing." <laughs> yeah. Well, pretty pretty much. It'll cost like seven hundred dollars, and like a bunch of people buy it and not even take it out of the box, <laughs> leaving the shrink wrap. I read the. Hey, I am. I read the back I of the box. Fomo. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the miniatures don't even come painted. One star. Um, I don't know. I, it's a fun time. It, it yeah. If if you're if you're eager to. Play- I mean, like, that that said, like the Diablo Four, it does scratch a lot of that board game edge with those like kind of decisions that affect the decision space, as they call it, is is pretty great in Diablo. There's a lot to do and a lot to think about. And we should talk a bit before we start to wrap this up about this this season. Um, so the new season started July twentieth, and it's basically you. If you want to play in the season, you have to start a new character, and it you have to go into the non uh, kind of linear campaign. Online still game, but do a seasonal with a new character. You were kind of mentioning it the other night, but basically, what do you think of the uh, this season, this this season, this first season that they've done as far as like gameplay and the kind of continued mechanics and introducing some new things? That's fine, and you know, I mean, yeah, I think it's like I said, they have the different. Uh, equipment with the different types of sockets. I can't even remember what they're called now. They're like the malignant, yeah, there's like or something like that. Vicious, malignant, berserker. Yeah, there's different types that could be. So yeah, yeah, just kind of cool stuff like that. And it lasts for three months, so you got three months to fart around with it, and then another season will come. And then um, I don't know. I don't know who's buying the battle passes. Like, oh yeah, I was. I, I'm so glad you mentioned that. So there is also there's not an auction house like we mentioned that got boo booed to shit fuck with three, but like this new one had does have a shop, and from what we can tell, who we've played the game now for a month, the shop is purely aesthetic, and it looks like the the season. Uh, the shop is from what I've looked at the battle pass. Um, they do give you some kind of like. Um, like aspect or something. That's it's like a really small kind of thing, and you might actually like. There's parts of the battle pass you can get without buying it. So like, interesting. Yeah. So check it out. I mean, I, I think- guess there was a thing. Like, I read something. There was a thing where people were accidentally buying the battle pass, which I don't understand. That's really weird. But now it's like, I, so I guess they patched it, and now it's like I couldn't even. It was hard for to even figure out like where it was, yeah. where to find it. I, I don't understand accidentally buying a battle pass, but then I guess it's, you know, if sometimes you slip, fall, and accidentally enter a 16-digit credit card in expiration. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Whoops. Just spent $10 on accident. 
I was just <laughs> trying to put a point into my bone shield, and I got... I got a new mount. Now my bone golem has his dick out. It's weird. Yeah, I'm suddenly subscribed to my Barbarian's OnlyFans page. <laughs> hey, if I started one, I have the light for it now, but you can only see that on YouTube. Yeah, there, there, there you go. Um, yeah, but other than that, like, the big thing now is, like, I, I see all these, like, new things pop up in my news feed or whatever, which is a whole different story, but I'm seeing all these headlines, like, the premium cosmetic stuff looks so much better than the free cosmetic stuff. It's ridiculous. And I'm just like, who fucking cares? <laughs> like, good Lord. How can you even care? I, I'm All I want for my goth necromancer is like a Stabbing Westward t-shirt. I might drop be pretty cool. a dollar on that, if anything. I want like a little flying Furby that follows him around. <laughs> Well, fucking Diablo got... 3 had pets. Do you remember Diablo 3 had freaking pets? Dude? That's true. You're it was right. awesome. You could have these little animals follow you around. I, dude, I'd pay five bucks to have like a little... Little mount? A little or, master or chief. Little ma- <laughs> <laughs> a little war- Yeah, you can have a warthog instead I, of a horse. Like, I would, I would come look, on, man. Let's do it. Let's get stupid with it. If my necromancer could run around with the tiny little HR puffin stuff, just like token on yeah. a little bowl... Just yep. little, little, he's got it. he's got his little blueberry vape. Hey man, do I'm, it. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. If you were behind the team working on, say, the next Diablo, what would you change? It's hard to say because you know, I mean, they this Diablo is like so different. You know, they, they, like, built it from the ground up. And the thing is, like, I'm not a game designer, so I don't... I mean, I think it's fine. I say, give me a Diablo game that looks, feels, and plays like a Diablo game, and I like it. No. <laughs> like, I completely... I'm not... I haven't been... I, I, I've been kind of, like, using this as just, like, my time passer and my escape, and I haven't been sitting there like, well, this could be a little better. Harumph, <laughs> I'm gonna go on... X and make an X about it. I'm gonna go on my dick pics release Reddit R slash dick pics and sound yeah. off. No, I, I, I understand. And and I completely agree. I, I completely agree. Uh yeah, so there's obviously a lot to do. It's a great game to play with friends. The Diablo franchise continues and uh thank you, Blizzard, for that. Uh, there's a shit ton of people behind it. I remember when the credits rolled. I was like, Jesus Christ, am I in there? It's like everybody in the known universe. <laughs> I think my yeah. cat was b- best grip. I don't know. There could have been a Nico in there, but it was it was it was well, yeah. fasc- fascinating to see. People like, complain that games cost so much nowadays. Like they gotta pay all these people, you know. Well, I mean, sixty dollar games or seventy even doesn't seem like much when you compare that to the $60 games we were buying in high school, too. I mean, when they came out. Yeah. I don't know. Right. But it's it's a fun game, and you should check us out on the YouTubes, Zanzizi Podcast. The link's in the description. If you're interested, I'll uh, attach a link to uh, a build site if you're 
curious and you want to start your own character in Diablo, you can join our clan, which we started uh, the BCM. I'm build curious. <laughs> but BCM 420 boys, uh, you can join us. It is cross platform. I should have mentioned that earlier. So you can play with friends who are on PC or Steam Deck. Uh, maybe there's somebody out there who's playing it on some modified Game Boy. Who knows? But there are enough people that are that are out there playing, and it's fun. And you should check us out on Instagram too, Zanzeezy Podcast, or email suggestions. Join the Discord. That's about it. Marty, do you have anything else you want to mention? No, just that my dogs are funny. They are funny. I'm sorry for them for them making a guest appearance, but other than that, no. Okay, my my dude, I love you, and that's been your episode. Love you. We'll see you next time. Have a great one.